Welcome to the Negative Space Podcast, where we take time to meet our wonderful neighbors here in the upstate of South Carolina. I'm your host, Sean, and today I get the awesome pleasure of sitting down with Carlos and Bree of Half Rooted. Half Rooted is a modern Colombian food truck bringing their delicious creations regularly now to the Scuffletown Food Truck Park. We talk about their journey to where they are now and get a taste of the future to come. Join us on this wonderful ride with Carlos and Bree right after a word from our sponsor. The Blue Ridge Brewing Company, where food and flavor meet in the heart of Greer, South Carolina. Come in today and enjoy a hand-trimmed ribeye steak with a seasoned special shallot and red wine butter that will surely satisfy. Grab a half gallon of their house-made eggnog to take home for the perfect holiday treat. Whether you're here for a family gathering or a night out with friends, the Blue Ridge Brewing Company is the place to be in downtown Greer at 308 Trade Street. Now let's get back to our conversation with Carlos and Bree of Half Rooted. We're in the south, so everyone says Brianna. So I'm like, let's just make it Brianna. <laughs> so, why half rooted? Actually, Bree helped me come up with the name. You know, it's uh, I've been cooking with my mom since I can remember, since I could hold a knife, and her flavors and just traditional way of doing things. It's what inspired me to do it all. But then I've kind of branched out on my own route and learned new techniques and different, you know, uh, roots of cooking, I guess you could say. And kind of incorporating both. It's half my mom, half myself, and just bringing kind of like the class to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you, when did you first start cooking, Carlos? Yeah, no. Uh, like, first memory that comes to my mind, I remember being like nine years old and wanting to surprise my mom with a breakfast and just waking up way earlier one day and just starting to cook and just the reaction I got, her being so happy and like, you know, thankful and liking the food, it, that's just kind of where it started, you know, and then ever since then, like, I remember 12, 13 years old, her having a food truck herself um, and working Friday, Saturday night instead of hanging out with friends, you know, I'd be on the fryer or on the flat top, you know, cooking till two in the morning. It was a late night gig, and uh, I just, I just always had a love for it. You know, it's been pretty awesome. So you've been doing this for how many years? Not, not half rooted itself, but you cooking. Uh, I, I say about 15 years. You know, like I, I got my first job at McDonald's at a quote unquote restaurant at 15, and I've branched out since. I've worked from five-star restaurants to uh, hole in the walls to managing to cooking to so it's just always been the restaurant industry that's had a little piece of my heart I guess you could say. So you've been doing this in every capacity for a good while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely. I'd, I'd say about half my life. Yeah. Cool. So I, once I could do it legally, I immediately started. Yeah. Well, there is no age on family businesses. That so is right. That's right. Child labor laws. Yeah, that, that's why I like... around them three ways. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying that she definitely used him as much as she could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, um, my mom always said, like, if you don't want to do school, as long as you're working and you're learning a skill set, you'll be fine. Um, I was a DNF student. School was never my thing, but I could, I could definitely cook. Yeah. <laughs> so we've made the most of it for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
So the first thing you remember cooking was breakfast for your mom. Yeah. How did it turn out? Genuinely, she said it was great. I don't know if she was lying to me or not. <laughs> you know, I was like nine, ten years old. Um, but she said it was great. You know, she did eat it from what I remember, but I don't remember. I, at that point, I didn't have the chef skills to taste <laughs> my cooking. I was just like, here, mom, I made you something. But <laughs> what has been your favorite thing to cook so far? I would say empanadas. And that's like the most traditional plate, and that's where I have the most memory of cooking with my mom. Is, is making empanadas. That's like the most tedious, it takes a long time. I've gotten really quick at it over the years because of how many we've made. You know, like I remember, what was it, like seven, eight years ago, there was a Colombian festival in downtown Greenville, and all my job was was make empanadas. You know, like, and, and I remember she talks to her friends and says things to people like she knows, and now that I have the food truck and everything, and that's the main thing, like, she remembers you know, 12, 13 years old, just pushing out empanadas, pushing out empanadas. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I would have to say that's my favorite thing to make. As, mm. as much as it's tedious and long to make, it's, it's my favorite. It's where you, where you live at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the heart. Can you estimate the number of empanadas you've made in your lifetime? Oh, God, no. No, no. <laughs> the amount of empanadas I've made with him since I've known him the past five years is, like, astronomical compared to what he's probably done his whole life. Yeah. Like he's yeah. made, we've I mean, made over thousands in yeah. a day. Yeah, yeah. We've <laughs> done, we've, we've, yeah. we've done, before Half Rooted, uh, we've done a couple other like catering things. And, um, I remember doing a sale of just empanadas and we made over 1,200 empanadas in a day. And just like pushing it out. Yeah, so. That is. Thousands that is and thousands skill. of empanadas have made. <laughs> Sorry. How do you feel your empanadas are an expression of yourself? So with being born and raised here in, in the United States, um, I get, oh, I would get what you'd say, quote unquote, bullied from my family, uh, the gringo, you know? and. Uh, I can genuinely say that the empanadas are the most traditional thing and, and you take a bite of my empanadas, they'll take you to Colombia. You know, and it's like, doesn't goes to show you don't have to be born there to have it in your blood and have it in your roots and be proud of what your family comes from. And, and yeah, that's, I would say that's the main thing. It's like, they represent where my family comes from. It's, it's the flavors that my mom taught me and that her mom taught her and it's just been passed down and passed down. And, it's they're not they're like no other you know like I've eaten in other restaurants and I don't downplay anybody else's but I know the best <laughs> um, what part of Colombia is home? my mom's from Cali and my dad's from Medellin so it's two two different parts um, but I would say what resonates more with me is, is Medellin it's in the mountains it's Beautiful, beautiful city. I haven't been in so long, but I've never been able to stray away from the culture. You know, like even though I've been raised here and born here, like my accent in Spanish is, is that I just came from there. You know, like I never lost it. It's always been part of who I am. 
What's your favorite flavor to add to your empanada? To beef. 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 Yeah. Okay. The, that's the traditional. That's the yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. 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 And then uh, what makes ours a little different is the sauce we uh, we pair it with. Mm. It's uh, avocado cilantro sauce, but we call it ahi. Um, but that just, it's a very limey, tarty type of sauce mixed with the saltiness and, and, and everything of the beef and, and the potatoes. It's just, it's a beautiful pair. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the colors as well. Second? The colors of the empanadas. Yeah. So that's, that's what I feel like makes them stand out the most compared to everywhere else because usually they're just the yellow from the, the masa, but we dye ours to where the beef is red, the chicken's yellow, and the vegan one is green. All right. People eat with their eyes, so you know I figured it's a, a way we could stand out a bit. And then on the aspect of cooking, we don't have to think, oh my gosh, what's this one? Red is this, yellow is this, green is that. Easy so to you, go. I like that. That's really smart. Because now you have a language, a literal color that you don't have to think about. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Simplifying. That, that's one thing like with the menu, uh, if you look at the menu, a lot of the ingredients are the same throughout the, the entrees, but you can pick them all and take a bite from each and they're all going to taste different because of the way it's stacked, what's on the base, you know, the, if it's a burger comparison to the arepa or the tostón, like it, even though it's kind of been simplified of the ingredients, it's still a very complex like flavoring in the palate. Yeah. So it's just really cool. Scuffle Town. You're opening up tomorrow. No, today. We'll say today. We'll, say today. we'll, we'll pretend. I'm yeah. going to stay up very late tonight and I'm getting this out. So, anyway, awesome. bright and early. That no, you guys now I see why you needed the Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I've, I've got work to do because That's awesome. you guys are doing something awesome tomorrow. So tell us a little bit about what Scuffle Town, uh, it's like, can you tell us the full name of it and like what it's about and like yeah, who's yeah. in charge? And um, so Justin's in charge, he's the owner, uh, him and his wife came up with the concept. Uh, it's a food truck park, so it's a Scuffle Town food truck park. Um, it's actually off of Fairview Road, so it's not in Scuffletown. Something happened to where he wanted to have it in Scuffletown area. Something didn't work out, but he didn't want to change the name due to the history. From what he tells me, don't quote me, I didn't do my research. I'm just <laughs> repeating what he told me, but the, the history behind Scuffletown is people used to come to that area to actually like box and scuffle or whatever. Um, and, and until they changed the name of the area, but that's kind of like what he wanted to like have be like I guess be remembered you know where that area came from uh, but yeah it's, it's really cool man because it's five food trucks one dessert truck no food truck is similar to the other one you got tacos you got you know barbecue you've got fusion food like in bowls you've got wings and then you've got us so just the diversity in the food, you know, like the selectiveness that Justin has gone through to put this together is absolutely amazing. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool, man. He, having 21 different beers on tap, you know, self-serving to where, um, trying to think what's... Happy Top? 
yes. the Habitat where you just like scan the thing and you can pour whatever beer it's and it charges you. So yeah. it's the same concept. So that's really cool too. So you don't have to like wait on the bar, uh, beer tender or whatever you want to call them, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then it's also convenient too. They're doing a thing where you're going to have a QR code on the table and you can just sit at your tables because it's all throughout the park and you can order from every truck all at once and it'll t every truck will text you when it's ready versus you having to go wait in lines and go to every different truck you can look at the menus straight from your phone so i think that's going to be the coolest part and especially um another really thing cool thing that i like that he added was for the kids so there's a whole kids playground with a huge sandbox and the, that even over there has heaters for the kids too so it's a very kid friendly environment as yeah. well he has children he has nephews and stuff very so his, his main thing is taking away the the whole standing in line to get a beer standing in line to get food that way you can just spend more time with your family and and that was the main thing for me like he he had the concept he pitched it and everything I feel like we're gonna make a lot of money but the main thing is like the community we're gonna be building yeah. you know it's a, it's a space where people can bring their families bring their kids and it'd be okay for them to be running around being loud we're outside, you know, like who's gonna tell a kid, hey, don't run, we're, we're outside. So it's, I have a nine-year-old myself, so, you know, being able to work and just bring her and feel comfortable that she's outside playing and then, you know, there's people that will have an eye on her and care for her as much as I do. It, it's gonna be, it's super cool, the, the community that I see gonna be built with it. That's the main thing too. Yeah, you guys, are, you guys are bringing in not just food, a place to be, but you're actually bringing in a community of people who are like-minded in what they're doing in the business, but also people who are like-minded in the community that are like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. get this space and we just get to enjoy it with our neighbors. Yep. We get to meet them. Yep. So. What's interesting is we actually went to go look at two other food truck parks that were opening. One was in Malden, and then the other one, I think, was in Greer. We didn't actually go to that one, but we had talked to someone about it. Um, and none of them made sense. So they literally just had a plot of land, and we were, they wanted food trucks there. But none of them made sense until we talked to Justin, because he actually had a vision and a plan that actually brings value to the community. Yep. Like I, I wanna, one thing I heard was a vision without a plan is just merely a dream. And uh, he had a good plan, you know, and it was very easy to be able to visualize that, like he put down a blueprint, this is what we're going to have, this is what we're going to do, this is what it is, clear, like I could close my eyes and envision it. Yeah. And like I was telling her, we were, we were going over there to like check out the electricity, she's like, you know how to get there? I was like, I've been dreaming about this for months now, like, I don't know how to get there by now, we have a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he he was it was really cool because you know they had the land, they built it from the ground up. It's everything's new, like they're providing the commissary kitchen, the dirty water, the clean water, electricity, and all that for a set price a month. That it, it's unbeatable. You know, it's it's amazing how his his main thing was like, dude, I don't care to make my money off of y'all. I'm gonna make my money off of the beer and like everything else. I want to make sure y'all are happy. But obviously, there's expenses that need to be covered. And, you know, that price he set, we all look at each other like, really? That's it? That's it. Okay. So, awesome. So you guys had a very well thought out plan going into it with very specific intentions and you all were like, this is where we're going to go. We already know what yeah. we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You knew how many empanadas you needed to sell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> before, before you needed 
when yeah. you were already there. Yeah. Yep. You think about it, we've been open since March 15th? Is it March 15th? We, we, we tried launch? to do a soft launch. It didn't go very well. A yeah, lot, that, a lot it, of hiccups. It's been a lot of hiccups from our launch. Um, but March 15th was our soft launch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you would love that story. There's, a lot, there's lots of them we can talk about. But we went from March 15th this year, right, to not knowing what we're doing, very first business. Uh, I'm the event coordinator, I'm the social media marketer, he's the chef, he knows, you know, first it comes on to licenses, it comes on to finding these events, finding the connections. So we went from like no events to 12, 13, 14 events a week. Yeah. Two, two events Crazy. per day, like from morning to night, and then us trying to uh, figure out our lives, figure out the gym, figure out prepping, figure out running these events, figuring out employees, and then now we're like, we can breathe for a second and just go to this food truck park and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, let's do this and then we'll get another food truck. Yeah. And then another one. And then another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's cool. It, it so, so this is something that you guys will be very stable in. Yes. yes. So yes like more there. Yeah. So the, the food truck parks... Kind of more rooted. Yeah, 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 getting more literally. rooted, absolutely. And, and uh, like they're gonna be closed Tuesdays and Wednesdays at the food truck park, and we're gonna move around and be in some places in the Greenville area on those days. But Thursday to Monday, 11 to 9, yeah. we'll be there. But we're even making those Tuesdays and Wednesdays consistent because Tuesday, every Tuesday night, we're gonna be at Grateful Brew, and then every Wednesday night, yeah. we're gonna be at Crunch Fitness, the one in Taylor's. Oh. So we're gonna just stick with that plan until we get the next food truck, and then we'll start doing more events throughout Greenville yeah. again. Cause, so, cause that was oh you're fine. Cause that that was one thing that you know I noticed. We would have let's say eleven events in a week. Each event was three hours. We're looking at thirty three hours we were working. It's not a lot of time to be open. But then we still had to go from point A to point B, and then back to point A, and then go to another one, and go to another one, transporting the wear and tear on the trailer. Wear and tear on the trailer. <laughs> uh, so that now the food truck's not moving for five days out of the week you know and it's 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 so much nicer because it's a set schedule kind of know what i can expect i can plan around it i can schedule my people and, and know like hey i can kind of assure you this amount of hours so this is going to overall like, like you said this is going to root us in, in every aspect you know it's uh schedule wise efficiency wise like it's just going to it's literally what we've been waiting for <laughs> yeah in your community like yeah. you're, you're going to have you're going to be seeing the same people regularly. Mm -hmm. You're going to see the same faces. You're going to be serving the same empanadas to the same people. And they're going to love it. Mm -hmm. It's yep. going to be great. And the beautiful thing is not having to think about, okay, we got to go here, we got to go there, we got to go here, we got to go there. I can now get to focusing on what I love, which is cooking. And come up with some specials, some of the flavors, and just be able to be fun and, and creative with food, you know? like. I have my set schedule, kind of like the recipes I've perfected, but I'm, I'm the type of person you put certain ingredients in front of me and say, make something, now I can make something with what you got. You know, and, and that's what I want to do. I want to come up with more modern ways of presenting traditional Colombian flavors. So, you know, there's more to come. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, before the calm, there must come the storm. <laughs> so... Man. Let's let's go back to March. March. Yeah. What happened? The beginning of the storm. Yeah. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> Can I see your hands? Okay. And the other side of your hands? Okay. So we didn't have any fry accidents. No. No, no. I must cut my finger off though. That was like <laughs> not even a week ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's like the third time. So <laughs> that's about all that's happened. <laughs> that, that's how you learn, though. That's how, I mean, if you look at this one here. I completely almost lost that finger too. Like, hey, that's how you learn. Get some, gotta get some cuts before you learn how not to cut yourself. Well, I think what I actually think is interesting before the soft launch, before like while we were in the process of getting the food truck, he was out of work and had like no money in his bank account and a broken finger. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the most interesting part. And then the next day, we have a food truck. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So, I was like, how are we supposed to do a food truck with if you don't even have a finger to operate with? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Again, you know, a vision without a dream, is, uh, a vision without a plan is just a dream. Um, I had been talking to my investor for six to eight months trying to figure this out. Um, but obviously, I still had Bill Spales working. And I had just gotten a good job. Uh, I was looking for, uh, working for Lewis Barbecue. Shout out to them. They have awesome barbecue. Um, and they... They hadn't found somebody that had like experience with a knife like I did, and you know they were in love with me. I was working there, like, dude, we're really we're gonna give you 60 to 70 hours. It's like amazing. We're gonna make money. Awesome. And by the back of my head, I still wanted to do my food truck. And then right when they told me that's how many hours I was gonna work, it was literally about a year ago tomorrow. Um, and I want to go play basketball, and I snapped my right hand ring finger, my dominant hand ring finger like snapped where bone came out, needed 11 stitches, three months of recovery. So, you know, just with consistency and dedication, anything's possible, because first week I kind of stressed out, but after that I was like, this, this is, if you're gonna give me more time to figure out and iron out the details of my, of my food truck. And uh, the main thing of my story is, I was, I was negative roughly $500 in my personal bank account while I was handing a $20,000 check to buy the food truck. And it's like, once I get that, I'm, I'm good. And that's all of my focus was on. And I made it happen. Man, it was, it was so stressful. <laughs> so, so stressful. You know, like, I, I could have, you know, paid my bills, gotten out of debt, like, figured things out with that $20,000 check. But I was like, that's not, that's not going to do it. And, you know, I, I, I need to get my hands on this. This is what's going to change the trajectory of not only my life, but... You know, I set the example for my daughter. I, I, I start building something for her versus just, you know, a nine to five. I don't knock a nine to five, but I wanted to build something that was generational versus, you know, just continue to work in a nine to five. Right. Yeah. So what happened in March? Yeah, so about the trailer. The guy we bought it from. You didn't think I was going to forget. Oh, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> if you forgot, I would have said it because it was a shit show. Listen, yeah, we, uh, so we bought it from someone that was using it. So, you know, to me, it was, it was working. It was a good truck. Again, first business, didn't know what I was buying. We bought it, it like, from a friend's brother. Yeah. So we didn't ask any questions. Well, he didn't ask any questions because I was not there. Yeah. I would have asked all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did nothing but like use a grill and that was it. So there was yeah, lots of things in that trailer that, first of all, we needed to buy because yeah. we needed it all. He didn't have anything in there. But then there was a lot of things that were broken that he didn't let us know were broken. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, or I don't even, even know if he knew, knew they were broken, but because yeah. he didn't run it as much. He, he didn't He's run like, it for like six months. He used the grill. Yeah, he used yeah. the grill and the cooler, but he needed the cooler. He did a lot of um, pop-ups because he's more like 
into fine dining and like higher end culinary, I feel like, compared to what we do, which is an entirely different realm of culinary. Um, so, yeah. do you want to talk about the <laughs> yeah, soft yeah. lunch? Yeah. <laughs> so, the so, the so we did a lunch. soft lunch, you know. So like, like their friends and family. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we March invite, 15th was man, the day. <laughs> we sent so many messages. We had so many people were going to be there. Okay, we had a DJ, like we, we paid for a DJ to come out and everything. And nothing turned on. Nothing turned on. So I think it's important to mention where we had the soft launch yes. was at the, the lofts downtown where we used to live. We had gotten permission from the manager that it was okay for us to go there. We just had to be outside of the fence, like right on the lawn. It was the Brandon Mill Lofts. And <laughs> so we have a line of people already as soon as we pull up. Yeah. Literally, there was like probably 15, 20 people waiting on us to get there. We get there, we go to turn on. Nothing. Found out days later, there was a gas leak, so propane wasn't turning on. The hood vent wasn't turning on because when he used it, the grease kind of like clogged it up. Been so long, it was cold, not working. So literally nothing turned on. And I'm freaking out. We have a group of people and I'm like, you know what, guys? I've got like 80 burgers. They have grills in the pool area. I can do burgers. And we sold all 80 burgers in a matter of like an hour and a half because there was that many people. It was it was wild. There was probably like, over 200 people, and we had to do all the burgers on the grill because our fryer wouldn't turn on, yeah. the hood vent wouldn't turn on, the grill Nothing. wouldn't turn on. So all we could serve these people are our yep. burgers. You we think had, about it, and we have all of these people that came out to see us. Yeah. We're not even supposed to be in the property at this point. We're like, you know, what, it's fine. Next thing you know. We have three different visits from police officers. You guys aren't supposed to be on the property. I was like, we have an email of the manager telling us we're allowed to be on the property. Still came back multiple times, multiple yeah, times. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. And, and on top of all of that, like we had to connect the food truck so the system was on so we could take the orders, yeah. process the we payments. We had no way to charge people. Uh, it, it was so crazy. But even then we were able to execute in a way that everybody was happy. Food was amazing. And, you know, that day, I remember with even, you know, it being as crazy as it was, we made like $1,500 in that hour and a half, and I was like, okay, we got something here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we got something here, you know, so, and... You showed up and you didn't, you didn't quit. Like, yeah. That's the thing, you didn't quit. Yeah, shit hit the fan. Yep. You didn't pack up and go home and cry to your mama. Mm -hmm. You made burgers. Exactly. Yeah. And that's we the day... That's, That's the day awesome. I really admired your problem-solving skills. <laughs> because he, it was so stressful with the amount of people. You have all these people coming for you to serve them, and you're like, nothing's working, guys. And he immediately was like, you know what? Let's just do this. And it worked. So that was the greatest thing ever. So definitely taught, taught me resilience. Because you know, that was the first of many complications we've had yeah. to this day. Many complications. <laughs> But when you were in the restaurant business, how many times did you have similar or not near similar complications? A lot. Not like, not to the extent as like owning your own, but um, I was always that type of secondhand from some shady guy yeah. behind it. 
Quickmart or something. Yeah. I don't know where did where did the deal go? It's down? actually so it's uh, Barber, my hairdresser, his barber, same lady. It's her brother. <laughs> yeah, her brother. Oh, it's not even a friend's, but it's yeah. like a barber's friend's. Well, I've known she's her really since close high to us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've known so, her since high school, and that's why I feel like he didn't it. ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like I said, I honestly just think that he didn't know those problems were occurring because he no, was yeah, using it. Yeah. But you know, again, it's like I told her now. I was like, with everything we've gone through. I know exactly what to look for when it comes time to buy the second food truck. You know, the, the, the plan is to expand. I want to get it to a point where it's all, we have half-rooted food trucks all yeah. over this coast. And you know, your daughter's almost of age where you can teach her how to oh, yeah. drop I, I, baskets. She loves math. So if I can get her to continue <laughs> in math and be my accountant, that, that's fine with me. You don't have to You're burn. You're my accountant and, and, and nine you know, years old. No, 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 with time, obviously. But you know, like, I'm not gonna touch. Yeah, it's quick. Like, yeah. like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, but hey, you, you can you can take care of that. But she she I mean she's nine now and she all the time. Daddy, can I come serve the food? Can I come take orders? She loves can bringing I the food to the yeah. people. She she's yeah. one of my best spokesmen. Like yeah. she she'll go out and at school she tells all her friends she tells all her teachers, my daddy has the best burger on the planet. Like she is the best. Like that's that's my fire definitely behind it all. Yeah, it's cool that you have. You're leaving that example for her. Yeah. Like, I think of, like, in my family, like, I've had multiple aunts and uncles start restaurants. And, like, they were wildly successful because they were doing really well at what they were focused in on. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I had another, you know, relative who tried it and, like, did not go well. Right, right. So it seems to me that you have the ability to problem solve and serve your community even in some very serious like stress, stressful yeah. times. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with a smile. With a smile. With a, oh, yeah. with a smile yeah. and an empanada. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. That's our new <laughs> slogan now. The smile and an empanada. You'll be your day will be made. Yeah, day will be made. <laughs> I, always, I always think about that um have you seen The Matrix? Yeah. Love that Matrix. scene where they go to the Oracle and she hands them a cookie and is like, have a cookie. Yeah. It's like, whatever's going on in your day, this will make an empanada's going to make it better. That's right. So, That's right. I love, that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, now, what are some of these challenges that you can kind of already see, maybe not right now at the start of Scuffletown, mm -hmm. but kind of like later on maybe six months a year down the line like what's what's kind of your what's on your radar what your problem solving for that far well honestly with not having to move the food truck as often predicting for there to be less issues mm -hmm. since we traveled so much i don't think that food truck was made to be traveled and worked as hard as we worked it like we were, you know, she mentioned we had two days, uh, uh, two events a day type deal. I remember there was days where we had events from 10 in the morning to 3 p.m. And then another event from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then another event from 11 p.m. to 2 in the morning. And, you know, you got to think, like, if it hasn't been made to be worked that hard, you come across issues. So, like I said earlier, it's like now going through all of that, I have problems with my axles, I have problems with my leaf spring, I have problems with my tires, I have problems with the hood vent, I have problems with the fryer, I have 
issues with the system, I had uh, problems with my truck, problems with the generator, you know, so all of those things, you know, as bad as they were at the moment, have just taught me how to be able to avoid them in the future. You know, so now I know what to look out for, you know, when it comes down to the trailer. Next one, I prefer it to be a little bit bigger. Uh, I know what type of generator to look for, you know, th things of that sort. So, um, you know, obviously it's um, kind of delusional of me to think that there will be no problems in the future, but I definitely feel like I'm more fit to prevent them from happening or taking care of them quicker when they do happen. I don't um, think there's so. any foreseeable problems. Yes, there you go. It's I think the fun. only thing that comes to my mind, at least, that's going to may cause some issues is, so with that, the QR code that I was telling you, they scan and you can order from all the food trucks, that's an entirely different system. So like they we use a brand for our POS system called Toast, and to use this Porter app, which puts all of the things in one thing, we had to get a Square account. So now it's just two different accounts. Yeah, we have our Toast orders and then we have our Square orders. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to be the most complicated thing to figure out how to you know, navigate through and make sure we're getting all the orders on both systems. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's going to be as many issues compared to what we've already had. It's going to be a piece of cake. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly. Like I, I, Anything and everything that could have gone wrong did, yeah. and I'm grateful for it, yeah. that it happened within the first year, to where now I'm like, I feel like I'm prepared. Like I'm, I feel like I've gotten the experience that most people take a couple years to get. The universe said, here you go. Yeah. Take them all now. Yeah. Go ahead and get ready, because it's coming. And, and you know, my, my goal is to just keep opening up food trucks. I have a couple ideas for other businesses as well, but within Half Rooted in and of itself, uh, I want three to four food trucks in the upstate area, just generating different, um, generating the food for different communities, really. It's like I want one, we have this one in Fairview, I want one that's gonna be primarily for the, the Greenville area, one primarily for like the Spartanburg area, and so on, you know, so having this one there is kind of like, the main rooted one that kind of can fund the other ones. Yeah. So. so this is more of a launch pad for you guys as where you're hoping to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Because the one thing I've, I've realized within it all is like uh, customers and other business owners alike always ask me, where's you guys' location? Where's your location? Right. And that like triggered something in my mind. It's like, okay, most people that open up a food truck start with a location. Started. Because McDonald's has taught us location, location, location. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's what now Scuffle Town's provided. And then now I can build up of that. You know, so it's it's definitely like I said, it'll be delusional of me to think that there will be no problems in the future. But I'm I'm very confident that we're at a state where whatever does happen, we're very prepared to take care of it. You're anti fragile. Yeah. He's fixed so many problems, he can fix them all yeah. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> I, I've learned to do things I didn't know how to do. Yeah. And, and in the moment, awesome. you know, it's like... It, Figure it out. Yeah. Send it. Yep, 100%. <laughs> so, what is your favorite restaurant movie? Restaurant movie? tour movie? Chef. Why? 100%. It's a, it's a five-star fine dining cuisine type of chef that loses his career and opens up a food truck and makes his life in the food truck. 
I literally saw that movie and I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what I'm going to do. I don't come from fine dining experience, but I do know I bring something very different when it comes to the culinary world. So the moment I saw that, I was like, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do that. And he, he did a cross-country tour. Haven't done it yet. I will do a cross-country tour with Hefford. I will. Awesome. Yes, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I've, I've done a cross-country, you know, uh, road trip with a friend of mine, 48 days on the road, you know, just for pleasure. You weren't cooking. No, you were just for just pleasure, yeah. On the road. Damn right I'm going to do it for my food truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, was, where was one of the places you were surprised by on that trip? On that trip? Um, Most pleasantly surprised. We'll start pleasantly with. surprised. Um, Kansas, believe it or not. Believe it or not, Kansas. Um, we went to, uh, I can't remember the name of the caverns, but me and my buddy had just gotten tattoos. We're big hikers. We didn't want to go outdoors because, you know, the sun. So we went to check out some, some caverns. And we ended up meeting a guy, one of the tour guides, and he introduced us to somebody called Crazy Charlie. A little crazy guy, yeah. Stayed on his property for like three days, gave us food, showed us around like locally. It's like just that like genuine, like just a, somebody that cared to help somebody that was in need. Because we didn't know where we were going, we didn't know where we were staying and nothing. And he was like, I got a hundred acres, man. Post up wherever you want. Cool. Showed us around locally. It was like it was really really cool. So believe it or not, Kansas was one of the uh, most awesome spots on the on that road trip. All right, other end of the spectrum. Where was the place you're never going again? Well, I didn't really have any bad experiences on that road trip, but really? I yeah no <laughs> believe it or not it was like. I don't know. I, I have a. It's good. That's I have good. A, like my mom calls it. I have an, an angel on my shoulder. Like I yeah. have really good luck. Believe it or awesome. not. Yeah. Yeah. She she makes the face because <laughs> it's yeah. like it, yeah. she's like how. I'm you're like, ju- you're you, you're just seeing like all the darts like coming at him <laughs> and it's just like missing him. You're like how. That yeah. is such an accurate like <laughs> yeah. example of how it happens. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, like I've, the way I look at it is I've I've always done my best to be a good person and I just feel like that's now like the karma, the good karma coming on my behalf. There's been so many moments since I've known him, not even just with the business where I'm like, we are screwed. And he's like, nope, I got a solution already. I'm like, how? How? (laughs) Like, where did you get the solution from? I don't understand. It blows my mind, honestly. So like to 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 answer your question though, like um, Colorado Springs actually was like the worst experience. We were sitting at a bar on a rooftop and there was a shooting in the parking lot down the road. Vegas? Uh, no, that was a, well, Vegas was a different, a different road trip, but, um, yeah, Colorado Springs, yeah. What's, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Oh, no, the trauma came back Come with on, me. Trauma. <laughs> the trauma. trauma came back with me. All I got to say is, like, that, that shooting at the country festival, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was on the strip, like, I got all the impact of all of that, like, it was, it was wild. So yeah, that's why Vegas is somewhere I just I just no don't Vegas. like to go. No yeah. Vegas, no. <laughs> no Colorado Springs. Yeah. Oh no, I'd go back. It wasn't too bad. Back. It was uh-huh. like it was just a shoot. I think somebody just popped up a gun and it scared everybody. We literally just looked. Oh, that's crazy. Kept on drinking our beer and kept on with the day. You know, <laughs> it wasn't crazy. So that's why I say it's the worst, quote unquote. But it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. yeah, it was a good day. There's not much trouble those Air Force Air Force boys get in. Mm-hmm. They get they get shipped out pretty quick. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 
Alright. What's the one book you would recommend all of your customers to read? Four Agreements. Yeah, that's a that's one book I read at least once every year. Four Agreements is definitely uh, a good way to perceive your day by day. You know, try your best, be impeccable with your word. Um, that's the other two. Don't take things personally. Yeah, don't take things personally. That's the last one. That's a good question. That just tells me I need to read it again. That just tells me I need to read it again. But all right, what's the one children's book you'd recommend all your customers to read? Children's book? I'm not sure. Like I like you I said, a I, yeah. You know, oh. There's no like. There's no like. Mo Mom's the one that does the majority of the children's book. Like when I tell you, also not her strong suit. Yeah, or mine. <laughs> like like I said, I'm, I'm I was a DNF student. Like yeah. I, I didn't do reading. Um, about six years ago, I was involved in a fairly bad uh, drinking and driving accident, mm -hmm. and uh, that kind of like switched my perspective, and I stopped drinking and going out and partying, and kind of started dabbling into the books. Yeah. And I, I, if it's not personal development, I don't read it. Like, okay. Uh, I That's just fair. recently really started, you know, to appreciate reading. Yeah. And it's more so to learn tactics and skills and to nice. be able to implement and you know level up myself. Other than that, I, I, I don't read. <laughs> What's been the one that you feels like changed you the most? Outside of the four agreements, for your business. For my business? That's a good question. You can skip it, we're good. No, you can always I, I would say, refuse to answer. I forgot to say that at the yeah. beginning. You can always refuse to answer. No, Sometimes it, I, I'm, I'm a little crazy. I'm in debate on like which book it would be. I would say uh, The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Um, just always focusing on like the positive outcome. Like although it could be, look like hell's you know yeah. breaking loose right now, but there, there's something good out of that. Yeah. You know, like for example, I said earlier when I broke my finger, the first week I was a little stressed, and then I was like, you know what, this is a good thing. I can focus on what I really want to do, and you know that that I could have tried to. I mean, I tried to do Uber. Because of the incident, I couldn't do Uber. I tried to do DoorDash; they wouldn't accept it. Like it was a bunch of stuff that I tried to do for that week to make money, but it wasn't what was meant for me to do. Yeah. So then, I instead of stressing, I kept that positive mindset, that positive view on life. Of although I can't work right now, I can use my brain. I can use my thoughts. I can use, you know, the the power of attraction, the law of attraction to to kind of make this come come about and that's kind of exactly how it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How'd y'all meet? <laughs> uh, I messaged her on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> Just to be honest. We're not yeah. young at all. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> yeah. Literally he messaged me, he was working at Happy and Hill at the time, Happy right? Happy and Hill, yeah. And his way for us to meet is he had made an extra smoothie at Happy and Hill. No, I did. I did. <laughs> he made an extra smoothie. And he was like, can I bring it to you? And it's funny, because the first day we met, we sat on my floor for 10 hours straight and just talked. It was like, for me at least, it was like an immediate soul connection. Like, I connected with him in every way possible. And we just talked and got to know each other and really 
Yeah. Yeah. Literally, yeah. That's five years ago. <laughs> yeah. And here we are today. Cool. Yeah. And you decided to go into business together. Mm-hmm. It was a little scary. Yeah, we actually had a business before this one. We were doing oh. the caterings you mentioned. Okay. Um, we had called it La Cucha's Kitchen. La Cucha is like my old woman yeah. in Spanish, for Colombians at least. So we called it that, and that was actually throughout COVID. That was our first actual business together. But we actually work really well together, surprisingly, because yeah. I know a lot of people can't do that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> most people, they just too much gets involved. But even when we have things going on in our personal lives, we, we work through it really well. well. What I always say is whatever's going on between us, family-wise, personally, like once we're in work mode, that has to go out the window. Yep. Like it's, it's, we're professional, we're here to provide them a service. It's not their fault that we're going through something to give them an experience that isn't up to par. Yeah. You know, I, I don't right. like not, I always say it's like not to be insensitive or, like, insensitive or not be empathetic. If we're on the clock, I don't care. We need to get this done. If you want to talk about it afterwards, I'll give you all of my attention. But once we're in operation hours, we're in operation hours and we're giving them the best we can, period. And she's respected that. It's, it's, it's just worked out. And I feel like it's been a boundary from the beginning that's yeah. it and it's just always worked. It's never been an issue. Yeah. Cool. And I'm, I'm an open book. I, if I don't like something, I'll tell you. If I feel like this, <laughs> that's something that could be worked on or, you know, hey, this is how it's going to make business work, you know. Um, I'm always open to ideas, but like with being in the industry for 15 years, I kind of know what works. Uh, I'll be open to hear your idea. I'll be open to try your idea. But if it doesn't work, we're going to do what I say. And I'm not trying to be a controlling boss, but it's I know what, it's what works. And that's what we're going to do. And just learn to kind of like respect that and, you know, just at the end of the day, do what's best for the business. Yeah. yeah. I feel like working together has been the least of our problems. Yeah. I was going to everything, yeah. Do you have a, like, past in restaurants? Or so what? actually, no. Um, like, when we first met, I was working at Publix, and then I actually didn't get in the restaurant industry at all until I met him. He kind of forced me to leave Publix, because yeah. so, they were working me like a mule. They were yeah. they would make me do manager's you jobs. You were bringing her smoothies. You were like, yeah. oh, man. Well, see, I lost my job. I started, like, looking for jobs, and she was like, I'm really good here. I could give you a recommendation with your job here. And I was like, sure, let's do it. I lasted a month. I was like, I'm, I, I was there for a month and I left. But in that month, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're getting paid to, or you're not getting paid manager, pay, manager payment, but they're making you do manager work because the manager's slow. Was I was like, you're, you're, they're working you like a mule. You're their quote unquote favorite because they abuse how kind you are. I was like, come with me. Let's go find a serving job. We'll really make some money. And like, I've, you know, serving, I've made really good money serving. That's what I did the majority of the time and, you know, introduced her to it and, yeah, she definitely immediately caught on. Like, she's, a, she's an amazing worker. I'm a quick learner, too, yeah. so he taught me how to serve. So I started serving and then I started bartending and then I kind of got out of the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. And now, well, I guess I'm still in it, but it's different. It's a different <laughs> yeah, you're, you a different, a different type of... aspect. Your, your yeah. mode is, like you said, like... You're lining all the stuff up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. executing. 
Yes. It's like if there's the front of house and the back of house, he'd be the back of house, I'd be the front of house. Yeah. I'm all about the customer service, I'm the face, I present everything to people, and then he handles all the food and the cooking. So that's kind of like what our roles are in it. Because yeah. um, I've never really worked in the kitchen. I know how to cook, and I cook very good, but the magical genius is him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like for example, tomorrow, the whole day of food truck park is just her and I. Yeah. She's mostly orders and like maybe dropping a few things. I'm executing. Like I, I don't. I have my back turned to everybody. I'm just face down cooking. What's the next order? What do I need to drop? What do I need to do? Like I don't care about anything else but what's in front of me. And yeah, that's that's what I'm good at. <laughs> so tomorrow, what time is it starting? Eleven in the morning. Eleven we're opening in the up morning to nine p.m. Nine p.m. Yep, six to nine p.m. They sh we'll be having live music. Cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I'm so excited. Like, I'm jittery. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to sleep tonight? Maybe. I don't know. We're having a beer, so maybe with another one, it'll help me sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to be ready for tomorrow. Yeah, I know, say, that's fine. I'm, I'm not getting drunk now, you know? Like, it's... Uh, but, uh, the, the thing about, like, when you when you do something for that long, you have the muscle memory. Yeah. It's such a, like, and it's so wonderful. It's, it's pretty amazing. You don't have to think about it. You just do it. Yep. Like literally, I'll put some music on, and like most chefs don't like music. I have really bad ADHD. The music keeps me focused. <laughs> yeah. So like, I'll put a little like we're nice and soft in my corner, and I'm just jamming. Like, what you need? All right, this is what I'm working on. All right, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Okay, what's next? What order you got? And it's just like a flow. It's really, like literally, it's it's musical. You know? What what's your go-to music genre when you're cooking? Techno. Nice. <laughs> no words, just beats. Move, 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 move. I like that. It's my favorite. Yeah, it's like it's I don't great. have to like try to sing lyrics or nothing. Just listen to the beat and go to the beat of the music. Yeah, just keep, keep pushing. And nice. it's fast beat. I think the great thing is too, we've been working together for so long that our flow just makes it just it goes. It Half goes. the time we don't even have to talk. Yeah. It's yeah. just you do it. We She'll just... look at me and it's like, are you good? Good. All right. Yeah. Just keep moving. Cool. And then I'll hey. Pause on orders. Drop this, do this, do this, do this. Cool. Keep taking orders. Cool. And it's like very minimal what we have to speak. Mm -hmm. It's just, she knows. I know. And it's just a flow. It's really cool. Good. Yeah. It's taking a lot of time to get to the point that we are. But I feel like we've gone through everything we've gone through to be able to execute like we are now. Like I said. Yeah. What do you guys like to do for fun? Hiking. Spend time with my daughter. When we go hiking, we have, I have two huskies, so take them with us. What are their names? Uh, Mishka and Bruno. Okay. Mishka is my 11-year-old grandma. Bruno is my two-year-old pain in the ass. Excuse my language. No, you're good. You can <laughs> say whatever you want. You're in the restaurant business. Yeah, so <laughs> you're in the restaurant. He, he's, a, he's amazing. He's such a sweetheart, but he's a pain in the ass, that's for yeah. sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll, so. We'll need I, to get photos. Yeah, no, absolutely. definitely go on the boat. Oh, we, we got some. <laughs> we got a bunch. Like, those are, that's what, Do they eat empanadas? No, no, no. I don't, I don't like that. No, no, no. Only one that gives him, them human food is his mom. Yeah. And she gets yeah, yelled at every mom. time. Yeah. This yes. is, this is the boy. He's like the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty dog. Yes. Yeah. And and crazy thing is they were both gifted to me. Those are expensive dogs. They are and they were both expensive. They were both gifted to me. Mishka, the family, uh, their son became allergic and they had to get rid of her. Met her once, she jumped into my arm. She was bad with people supposedly. 
has been an amazing dog. Uh, Bruno, my best friend, his, uh, his baby's mom was gifted Bruno. Um, and he was like, hey, Mishka's so amazing, let's get them together, uh, help us train. I like, yeah, I got you. He's like, well, whenever you, it becomes too much, I was joking, because he was only six months. I was like, give me a call, I'll take him off your hands. In the next two, three months, you'll get tired of him, call me. Call me a week later. Hey, bro, come pick him up. So I'm on my way. Best decision I made. <laughs> yeah, because like, she, he's given so much life back to Mishka. She's, she's 11, and yeah. you look at her, and you would have no idea. She plays, she's up, she's running, like, uh, she gave, he, gave, he gave life back to my first baby. <laughs> it's honestly a blessing. Yeah. That's what they needed. Yeah. I think both yeah. of them. Big time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just mostly like with as much work as we we have, and like I like to just be at home mostly, just with the little one or with the pups, and just level out for a bit, breathe. Yeah. yeah. Like hiking is the main thing that like brings me back to sanity, you know, getting away from it all. Yeah. Uh, traveling is my main free time fun, but. Right now, it's, it's not a leisure that I can... I can well, so. hopefully, it's not too long before you get to do that. That's right. That's right. But tomorrow... We're working. You're all in. We're all in. What's your guys' motto? Do you guys have motto? a motto? We have a motto. No. No motto. No, oh, we need my one. My motto is, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> it is, what it is. It, yeah. It's great. Yes. It's, oh, it's horrible right now. It is what it is. Let's just keep moving forward. We got this. Yeah, just keep moving forward. Yeah. If I would have to say one, it's just, just keep... Uh, Les Brown, inch by inch, life's a cinch. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yep. I love that. Yeah. You know, like too many people to put too much pressure on like where we're supposed to be or what we're supposed to be doing. It's like, no, just yeah. focus on now. Just enjoy it. What can we do now? What's the next step we can take? And just, yeah, enjoy it, man. Life's too short to be stressing about things, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for coming on. No, man. Appreciate you, you having us. Um, tomorrow, Scuffle Town. Yeah. 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Sure. We got bands. We got food trucks. We got community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys I'm for so excited. This is exciting. Yeah. Thank you guys for building something awesome. Yeah. Thank, and thank you for sharing it, man. It's it's all you know. It's people like yourself that you know spread the word and just make our dream that much better. Yeah. I appreciate it very much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Carlos and Bree. I hope you enjoyed the time with them and get to enjoy their wonderful food at the Scuffletown Food Truck Park. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And as always, keep being great neighbors.